We're blessed. We're blessed to be alive. And the purpose of life, which is something that that is forgotten, which is that's one of the one of the um, missions in life, and one of the ironies of life is that is that the world um, wants us to forget what our purpose is, and that's the natural way of the world, is that if you go in the flow of, of the world, then you will forget your mission. In order for a person to remember his mission, he has to remember uh, that, that, that part, part, of the, part of the mission that, that every one of us needs and part of the clarity that we need is that is to remember that we have to remember what our mission is. I mean, that is part of the purpose of the world. And that is, forget about the, the specific mission that each person holds and the fact that we're all, all here in this world for a very elevated, very high purpose, but just for a person to always remind himself, for a person as much as he can to remind himself that the world wants you to forget about mission. The world wants you to be swept up into the uh, thick of thin things. Just, you're busy with stupidity, you're busy with nothingness, you're busy with things that are insignificant. Mm -hmm. And especially as it's Elul and Rosh Hashanah, you know, part of the, um, part of the angst and the challenge of these days is because it's heavy. There's a heaviness to, to this time, or it's the beginning of a new year. And we, a lot of times, don't want don't to deal. You know, what happens is, I remember I had this thought um, last year at some point. I don't know when it hit me, but, uh, you know, it hit me. The challenges of, of the generation of, of cell phones and iPhones and, and, and computers and all of these things, meaning uh, pocket computers, it's not really a phone. Probably the least used thing on a phone is the phone part of it. Probably like 3% that a person uses it as a phone, right? The, uh, I think last year we called it like uh, your mall. Right? This is like a mall that's in your pocket, that your entertainment system. So your entertainment system, part of the problem is that when a person is younger, and he has to deal with things, right? In life, you got to deal. What does that mean? You have to deal. You have to deal with things. You got to deal with your emotions. You, I mean, you don't have to, deal with them, but the point is that you want to deal with. I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm confused. I'm lazy. I feel a certain way. And I remember it hit me last year when, when uh, I don't know when it hit me, but but. Um, it hit me that when, when a person is distracted from dealing with what he has to deal with, and he right away, right, when a person's uncomfortable, right, he's alone, and he's uncomfortable, there's nothing to be uncomfortable. Because if you're like this, and you're on your phone, you're not alone. And you're sort of distracted from whatever it is that you have to deal with. If you're going to distract yourself, right, we're in, I remember hearing a sheer when I was 18 years old, going back 30 years ago. Hearing a shear from Rabbi Freifeld saying over 
how you know we're fragmentized. This is before everyone was diagnosed with ADD and ADHD, and we're you know the joke that we spoke about was commercials, right? The reason everybody has ADD, right, even though we didn't have ADD back in the day or wasn't diagnosed like that, was because of commercials. I don't know if you guys even know the only commercials anyone knows about is Super Bowl commercials because that's a show in itself. But otherwise, a chutzpah. I'm watching something. Someone's going to interrupt me. Right? Call waiting. I don't know if you guys even know call waiting. Right? When me and Rabrafi were growing up, right? It was not call waiting. What does that mean? Believe this, guys. It's, it's going to boggle your mind. It means you could call somebody. Ready for this? Chutzpah. You could call somebody and the line would be busy. She still doesn't have call waiting, right? Good. What does that mean? You call someone and the line is busy. So now what was, what's the benefit of that? There was a benefit by that. You know what the benefit was? The benefit was is that when you're talking to somebody, you're actually talking to them. You're actually talking to that person. Why? Because if I'm talking to this person on the line and someone else is trying to get through, right, the line is going to be busy. And you can't get through. So what that, what that does to a person is it keeps a person more focused. Right? Our generation, and I include myself in this generation because I'm in this generation also, is a generation of distraction. It's a generation of, of, of lack of focus. Why? Because there's so much stimuli. There's so much, um, so much um, stuff going on is that I can't stop and think. You know, I've said this many times. For the new guys, you'll hear this from me. You know, people don't have trouble keeping Shabbos. All you do is Shabbos. They couldn't put their phone down if it was on a Tuesday. They couldn't put their e-cig away if it was a Tuesday afternoon, if it was a Thursday afternoon. Nothing to do with the, the holy day of Shabbos. It has to do with the fact that, that we, we, we're not able to tune in to ourselves. We, we, we've never done that. We haven't had the time to do that. And Elul and Rosh Hashanah in the beginning of a year is so, so powerful and so important to, to think for oneself to say, how am I going to, when am I going to stop and spend time and get to know myself, as Rabbi Yisrael Salanta says, it's not about understanding God. The purpose of life is not to understand God. The purpose of life is not to understand Hashem. The purpose of life is to understand yourself, to get to know yourself. You'll never understand Hashem. You'll never really truly understand yourself either. But at least you could start and hopefully... Right, as he says also, a person can live 70, 80 years and never, Yisrael Salanter, when did he pass away? In the 1800s, right? the mid-1800s, the late 1800s. Yisrael Salanter said, can't imagine this. He said a person can live his entire life and never get to know himself. So could you imagine us in our day, right? What it means to, to, to spend your life and never get to know yourself? You can know everybody else. You could think you know everybody else, but not to get to know yourself, not to spend an entire life. Like they say, that's the one of one of the biggest Gehenims, right? Rafael was saying it the other day. We were speaking about it. One of the biggest Gehenims, the the Gros says, one of the biggest Gehenim that, that a person experiences is people think you experience punishment. It's not punishment. It's you're like, who is that guy after a person dies? Who is that guy? I don't even know who that guy is. I love that guy. That guy's awesome. That guy's great. That guy's the man. That guy's great. That's you. That's not me. That's not me. I've been living someone else's life. As Menachem Goldberger uh, always said, oh, he should be here soon, hopefully. 
got to bring it back, right? That uh, you're, uh, you know, when, when you see a dog chasing its tail, at least it's chasing its own tail, as opposed to us if you're chasing someone else's tail. So what are you doing? Well, what's a person doing? That's El, that's Rosh Hashanah, that's trying to define your life. And it's not about, I, I want to say this very clearly, it's not about just El and Rosh Hashanah. It's about what type of life am I living? Am I living my life? Am I, am I motivated? Am I dedicated to myself? Am I true to myself? Or am I, or am I living, or am I living um, nothing to do with myself? And I'm living for everybody else. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to say it again, and we have to chazel this over as much as we can to review this over and over and over again. The world at large is teaching everybody to be interested in everybody but yourself. Spend time thinking and obsessing of other people. A person can spend his brain thinking about this person, especially when you're younger, when social in general. The Mesil Sharm will learn in Shem this year that one of the reasons that people don't change, one of the reasons that people are not willing to grow and change is because of peer pressure and what other people are going to say about me. It's a very normal, natural thing. I don't want to change because what is my, what is my friend going to say? What is my, uh, this person going to say? What is that person going to say? So I'm willing to sell my soul. I'm willing to sell my life for what other people are going to say about <coughs> me. And the irony is, is that everybody does the same thing. That's the irony. Everybody's, everyone's self-conscious of what everybody wants to say about them or thinks about them. When a person is able to live in, and it's difficult, when a person is able to be true to himself, when a person is able to really, really dig internally, dig inside of himself, and it takes time, it takes effort, it takes, it takes uh, courage, it takes courage. Because sometimes, right, when you're sitting with somebody who you don't like, you could say, okay, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, we'll talk later, I gotta go. But if you're with yourself, and there's a part of you, or there are parts of you that you don't like, you're not gonna be very happy to be spending time. I'd rather spend time on Netflix, I'd rather spend time watching someone else's life, because my life stinks. So I'm stuck with myself. But the shot is, is that you're stuck with yourself. You're stuck with yourself um, your whole life. You're stuck with yourself even after 120, you're stuck with yourself. So that, that, then for sure you're stuck with yourself. What does that have to do with Chafetz uh, Chaim and purity of speech? It's, it's, it's directly connected to purity of speech and why you speak and how you look at why. Because the first way your person speaks Lashon Hara, the first step to speaking Lashon Hara is you're, you're in someone else's business. Mind your own business. You're in his business. Right? They talk about judging Lakafs judging favorably. Forget about judging favorably. What about looking at somebody else? Stop looking at somebody else. As long as you're looking in someone else's world, that's where it all begins. A person's gonna say, Oh, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna walk around, you know, like this. So the answer is, I don't know, maybe. Maybe maybe you have to be more careful. Right? I remember, um, I remember, you know, back back in the day, right? There there used to be. Um, I remember my grandfather. I'll, I'll never forget this. I remember growing up, 
and my grandfather um, was from was was uh, as old school as they come, right? He was a European Jew who came uh, after the war, and I remember uh, as kids when when he would drive. I remember some of you might have Yehud. I don't know if you'll remember the story, right? So I remember as a kid watching my grandfather drive. He used to drive this. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this uh, from the old Rabrafi for sure remembers the old Lincoln Continentals, right? Those in the Cadillacs, right? These long boat cars, very cool cars. So my grandfather used to drive a Lincoln Continental. He's a chash of a rabbi, a big, uh, a big Tamachacham, a very special person. I remember we, we as kids, we lived in the same community. I remember him driving um, his car, and whenever we would pull up next to him, the old joke is we'd be in the car like screaming, Zadie, Zadie. We're like banging on the window and he's just sitting there like with his, he wore those, um, you know, those uh, rec specs uh, um, sunglasses, you know, whatever. You, you've seen that, 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 that uh, old man like that. You know, he's wearing his glasses and just sitting there like this. I always, as kids, we always like laughed at like, okay, Zadie's whatever. He's not looking around, blah, blah, blah. I think it was. I think it was here. I don't think it was in in Shariyashiv when I was giving shear. I think it was, it, it, the the clarity hit me in, in our in our second base medrash up up on the bottom in the moshav, and I remember it hit me. The old generation didn't look all over the place. The older generation, right? They say in Kelm. They say in Kelm. We're going to learn after Shachos from the Gra, where he says a person. Is is uh, I've been speaking about the, this this thing from the Altar of Kelm, where he's focused on every thought that entered his brain. He knew every thought that entered his brain. What does that mean? It means in Kelm they say if you were in Kelm and you there was a noise, right? I think they say a story. They brought in like a band and were banging in the back of the base medrash. And they said it would have been embarrassing. Everyone's facing this way. And they bring a band to the base marriage. Not one person turned around to look at the band. I think they hired them because they heard about this place. The Goyim heard about this place, Kelm, that these people are disciplined. You know, like the, the ultimate discipline. So they say, well, I don't believe this. They bring in this band that's banging and banging. Not one person, you know, moved his head. They say, Vayar Enov. By Avram Avinu, it says, Vayar Enov, Vayisa Enov, Vayar. What do you mean? He lifted up his eyes and he saw. It means he did not move his, he lifted up his head. Right? We can look, our eyes go all over the place. Right? It used to be, I'm looking here, I want to look over there. I turn my body and I look over there. There's a conscious decision. Now for us, okay, give me a break. One of the tzaddikim said, Rav Avram, sure, says, I'm not, I'm not, I, he's told us to me. He'll, I'll never learn how to drive a car. Why? Because when you learn how to drive a car, what do you have to learn? You have to learn to look all over the place. So I don't want to be looking all over the place. Okay, to us, to us, what do we gain from that, right? What do we gain from that? It's, it's, it's focus. It's not just external focus. You know where that comes from? That comes from internal focus. External focus is all a, a metaphor of internal focus. If I'm not internally focused, and I'm not going to be externally focused. If inter- great question. Nachi, great question. Nachi says, what does internal focus mean? Internal focus means 
is that I'm dealing with my insides. I'm dealing with my feelings. I'm dealing with my honesty with myself. Um, my awareness of my feelings. Why when I walk into a room, do I get nervous? Why when I talk to this guy, do I have to talk loud? Why do I, when I talk to this person, I have to make myself sound smart? Why when, when I, you know, whatever it might be in relationships, God willing, you'll see when you get married, right? People who have trouble with intimate relationships, they want to keep things at bay. Why? Because I don't know how to, to understand certain parts of me or insides of me that, are, that I'm afraid of, that I don't agree with, certain things that I'm not bishlamous. If a person's had trauma, a person's been hurt, if a person's been hurt and he can't accept that hurt, it's very, that's inter, those are all internals. That's external, external focus is looking all over the place. I guarantee you a guy, I guarantee you like this. You take a guy who's looking all over the place, who's ADD, AD, I don't mean ADD in a negative term, we're all ADD. What I mean is a person who's looking and he's all over the place, guaranteed, a guy like that is not in tune with himself inside. It's not possible. A guy who's in tune with himself inside usually is a guy who is focused on the outside as well. Focus on the outside as well. Great question, Nachi. Yes, Nachi. Start Nachi. Thank you, Nachi. He's asking a question. Not, I, I could just say, now I just met Nachi a, a day and a half ago, two days ago. But you're focused. You're, you're, you want to go inside. You want to go inside. You want to know the truth about yourself. And like I've said, you'll hear this from me, this was created in this yeshiva. It's, right, guys love to work out, right? Everyone loves to work out. It's harder to work in than it is to work out. You think it's hard to work out? Try working in. Try working in, right? There's resistance. There's resistance. There's resistance. You know, people love to go to therapy. Right? It's popular nowadays to go to therapy. If therapy ready, everybody, you could mark this down. You could asterisk this. You can mark this down, keep this for you. If therapy is easy, I'm not saying that that's not cute. I'm not going like this and not saying I'm so happy that you're going to therapy. It's beautiful. If you're having a good, sweet, enjoyable conversation with your therapist, that's great. That's cute. And the cute is nice. I like cute. If it hurts and it's hard, and there's resistance, and it's painful, and it's scary. Ah, shalom aleichem. Welcome to life. Welcome to life. If you're working through issues, you're working through internals, and it's hard, and I don't want to go there, then you have a good therapist, you're in good therapy, and you're doing a good job. If you're having fun tricking your therapist and having a deeper conversation with your therapist than you would with the guy at the lunch table, shkoyach, you're wasting your money possibly. Or you're wasting yeshiva's money possibly, whatever, whichever, whatever it is. Right? But the pshat is, is that it, but if you're going in there and you're getting in there and it's uncomfortable, that's good. And in Mitzvah you'll see that when you get married. It's the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing when you get married. Everyone's getting married. It's all in my day, we said honky-dory. They probably don't say it anymore. Maybe it'll come around based on the, an 80s movie that they'll bring out. 
right? But a hunky dory, we used to say it's all hunky dory, right? Everything's good in marriage, right? You're a liar. You're a liar. Or you don't have a good marriage. If you're working on things and it's uncomfortable and you're having uncomfortable conversations, that's, that means you're going to grow. That means you're building yourself within yourself as well. Within yourself as well. Yeah, Maisha, you had a, you had a question. So, uh, eternal, eternal focus. Yes. One more time. Eternal focus, you also call self-awareness. Yeah, so, well, that's what Nachi was saying. Self-awareness, right, is a part, right? Sankarab is happy that I'm saying that. Is a part of inner focus. It's not the, it's not the, whole, it's not the whole package. Because awareness is a co- cognitive, cognitive part of yourself, which is your intellectual part. You're not so much aware, aware if you mean awareness of feelings, right? There's books now that you can ask you who to... Uh, Mattel, you can speak to about it, you can speak to Simkaraba, speak to other people, but there are books that, that are very, nowadays, they're very into somatic, they're very into feelings, where am I feeling, that's more awareness. When we, when, when we say the word awareness, or when I hear the word awareness, maybe this is what you meant, but when, when we say the word awareness, it's usually in the brain, it's usually in the brain, as opposed to if I have anxiety, like when I used to get anxiety, or when I do get anxiety, right, my anxiety hits me in my chest. So that's not, that's awareness is that I'm aware that it hits me in my chest. But probably the way to deal with that would be to be tuned in, tuned in is a better word, to what's going on in my chest, something like that. Yeah, is that, is that good? Some Karabi, Yehuda Mattel, are we good? I'm not, I said it okay, is that, you want to expound? Do either of you want to expound on that? No pressure, I'm just asking, right? No I, I love what you said, that's all the that we have in the like, you're just going, like, yeah. Your own self-awareness is the first step. Is what? Your own self-awareness is really not letting you really be aware of Correct. Inside. Correct. That's why, so much you're, can I know her, you're, you're uh, so what Simparab was saying, that's why, see, I, I was waiting, I wanted to hear what he had to say, because I knew it would open it up even more. You could be... Your self-awareness could be protecting, no pun intended, but your self-awareness could be blocking, let me say it better like that, could be blocking a physical, internal thing that you need to feel. But um, my self, it's like an analyzer. Some people are great analyzers. They don't realize that their analyzation is blocking, is blocking feelings, because they protect themselves by, I'm hurt, right, I'm hurt, by that person. So instead of me feeling the hurt, instead of me dealing with my hurt, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to analyze the situation. I'm going to pull away. I'm going to go into my cognitive, into my brain. I'm going to, I'm going to this and deal with it that way, which is, which is great. It's a beautiful thing for a person to do. It, it helps them in life. It, it helps them. But usually what happens is the big analyzers have trouble feeling. The goal, right? I should be always come full circle on this. Right? The goal is you want your, your brain and you want that part of you and your emotions, all that, to be one big happy family. One big happy family. Yes, is what? First step. Right, again, Naki, we're defining, I think the point of this, this conversation is that, is that self-awareness is multifaceted. Usually when you say the word self-awareness, it just means in your brain. Self-awareness is... Self-awareness means there's so many different parts of me. There's so many different aspects to me. 
So, so, so my feeling, am I feeling? Am I feeling? Am I tuned in to my feeling? Right. You're sober. Right. You go to you go to a wedding, and right. everyone around there is drunk, and you're working on not being, you know, wasted right. around in the Right. 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 And and you don't you can't get into dancing because of that. So you look at your phone. You got uh, the what's called that. Now what? So you look at your phone. Instead of keep, right. instead of getting drunk and right. going that way, you look at the shot. You look at your phone. Right. Beautiful. But but I want to say something on that. Beautiful, my sheep. I think that it's healthier for the guy not to be drunk dancing and aware that I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like to dance. I'm uncomfortable. Some people feel a pressure. You got to dance. I don't want to dance. I'm uncomfortable dancing. I don't like holding hands like that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't, I don't want to do it. So I'm a little bit uncomfortable. There's a, there's a I don't know if the, word, the right word healthy, but it is. It means I'm tuned in as opposed to the only way for me to survive at this wedding, or the only way for me to survive at this party, the only way for me to survive in this room is if I take a shot or two. And that's the way I cope. Because that's going to happen with every different aspect of your life. It's not just at the wedding. You know, that's another, another thing we've, we've spoken about many times. Social anxiety disorder, right, Yehuda, right? Social anxiety disorder, it does not mean that when you walk into a room, you're nervous. That's called, you're a, you're, you're, that's appropriate. Right, a guy wants to walk into a new yeshiva. He wants to walk into a new place with five guys. I want to feel confident. I want to feel good. I want to feel perfect. I want to feel amazing. I want to feel great. I want to be able to say everything perfectly. I want to do blah, blah, blah. That's, what, what you're, you, you, that's called, that's called uh, delusional, uh, egocentric, narcissistic. Yehuda, what would you say? Nice. What? No, no, I'm saying the guy who wants to... To feel that, oh, you're saying that's also normal. Yeah. Correct, that's also normal. No, but I'm saying too, very good, you know. Very good. Very good, you know. very good. Well said, right. That's also normal to want to wanna do that. But what happens is that... If you do do it, you're, you're a weirdo. Right, meaning if, you're, if, you, if you need to live on that le- level, that's why people get high. That's why people do, do you know, get high and high and high because they want to be, they want to be perfect. They want to feel perfect at all times. I have no idea how we got into this, but Hashem sent this, uh, this uh, I was sitting here learning Chavit Chaim. No, but this is it. I'm right. It is. It does fit. It fits beautifully. Because Lashon Hara, the Torah, Hashem is so smart. I know it's so stupid to say that. But Hashem is a genius. Hashem is smart. He knows how to help us live our lives. Hashem, wa- Hashem created us. He put us in, right? Hashem like took a fish and he put a fish in a fishbowl and the fish wants to get out of the fishbowl. This is how you survive. This is how you become successful. You become successful when you don't talk about other people. You become successful when you don't look at other people. You become successful when you're tuned into yourself. Yes, Rabbi Ackerman had something to say. Yeah, I just want to say something. This is Rabbi Ackerman. This is Rabbi Ackerman. We love Rabbi it's something very, very simple, but I, yesterday I had a whole conversation with a Heilige Yid sitting in the Bismedrish trying to explain him that you got to be normal. Like, even though you have your own world in you, and I don't care about anyone around me and I'm doing my thing, you got to be tuned with the world around you. 
So it is challenging finding yes. your individual because yes. you got to be normal. You got to be with the, I, I don't care about anyone. I'm doing my thing and I, don't, I really don't care about it. So you're crazy. So right. who cares to be crazy? But no, you got to be normal. You got to be, so you got to look about, you got to look in the world around you. You got to see how people are acting right. in a certain way and, and, and fly with them. Then find your individual. Right, right, right. correct. I mean, you, you, what Rabbi Ackerman is saying is that you, 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 you don't want to uh, fly off the, the, the hinge. If, you take become, the, if, if someone will take this sheer extreme, right, so extreme. I don't care about it. I'm just so, living so myself my, and I'm right, doing my so thing. My, so so my response to that, I agree with you 100%. My response to that, though, is I, I agree. I think that is that, you know, I think that a person can, can try a little bit to go a little bit extreme, especially in a, in a safe environment like this. You know, and, and it's important because the exposure, I think you're underestimating, I agree with you, I'm just saying, I think you're underestimating the exposure and the lack of self that is so powerful nowadays. You know, you, you, you've sat for, for seven and a half years in your own corner. I'm saying, you know, have someone sit seven and a half minutes in his own corner. You know what I'm saying? Seven and a half minutes, you know, without, without. I, I found myself as Tatasi Animaskir this morning. I found myself because I was expecting something, whatever. I'm, I'm already excusing myself, right? I'm, I'm, I'm saying something that I did wrong, that I'm very upset that I did, is that I, right when I woke up in the morning, I literally went to my phone. Me, I did. Mr. Don't do that. I did that. I did that. I, fe- I felt afterwards like a hypocrite, like a baby, and whatever, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But my point is, is that our generation now, I'm talking about us now, in 2021, Tufshin, the end of Tufshin Pei Aleph, getting ready, Mitzvah Shem, for Tufshin Pei Beis, Habalin Latova. Rabbi Ackerman, I agree with you 100%, but we are in such a, a, um, a, crisis of of er- I want to say something I don't want to get into corona corona you know ah oh, corona come Gabriel come come Gabriel now we can start now we can start I don't want to get into oh Moki I just see some guys back there awesome Moki I was, gonna, uh, I was sure you yeah. doing a test. There's what? an orchestra in the back if anyone's uh-huh. going to turn around. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very good. Okay, I, I was going to go somewhere with the, uh, just to say, part of, not, not getting into the specifics of Corona and the this and everything we've been through, right? A lot of, I just want to say, a lot of what, what changed because of this thing that happened with Corona, a lot has to do with media and the the fact that there's so much in one second, there's awareness, and there's a, there's a, everything is out there. 
Everything is out there. Everything happens in the world. You have to know about it a second later. You know, it, it, take, it, pull, it pulls a person away from mission. It pulls a person away from life. That's, what it, that, 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 that's ultimately what it does. But I agree with what Rabbi Ackerman is saying, a very strong point, and that is awareness of the people around you and to be sensitive to the people around you. And to, you know, yes, Nisano. Started off the where we got here was Nisanal. As we were saying, the the when you're uncomfortable, that's 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 a good sign. Triggers are good signs. Being uncomfortable are good signs. It means you're you're tapped in. It means you're 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 getting somewhere. It means you're getting somewhere. It means you're tapped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason you get triggered. Why do people smoke and drink? Because they don't want to feel that feeling. That's why, they, that's why people avoid. Why are people in denial? Because they avoid. I don't want to feel that feeling. I don't want to go... When I speak to that person, that person gets me angry. That person makes me uncomfortable. So I want to do something. What's wrong that he makes me uncomfortable? Why am I getting uncomfortable? Let me try and understand why I get uncomfortable. Right? Because that's, 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 that's me. Okay, amazing. Okay. Believing Lush and Hara. So now, now let's go to the Halacha. Because the... Because the, the point of this is that, is that when a person is focused not on other people, and a person is focused on himself, so he's not going to speak Lashon Hara. He's not going to talk about anybody else. He's going to talk about himself. He's going to talk about what i got to do in life. He's not going to talk about what that guy's got to do in life. It's not my business what that guy's doing in life. My business is what I'm doing in life. So believing Lashon Hara is forbidden, believe it or not, even if the Lashon Hara was said in public. Even if a few people say the same Lashon Hara about someone. So you have to be very careful not to believe it. I take one of these tissues. Oh. What? Right? Right? It's hard. It's very hard. Very hard? Right? Correct. It's very hard. A few people say the same Lashon Hara about someone, which is very difficult, as Naki's saying. And the speaker includes himself in the Lashon Hara. If someone is talking Lashon Hara about himself, then you are allowed to believe him. Or if he includes his friend in the Lashnara, then you are allowed to believe it about him, but not about his friend. If your neighbor tells you, you know, my brother and I were the biggest big shots in high school. You are allowed to believe that your neighbor was a big shot, but you're not allowed to believe that his brother was haughty. Unbelievable. What about saying Lashnara by Yeah, good. Yeah, there's a... There's a uh, talk about that, but yeah, I'm, we're not worried about that so much. Let's start. Let's start with not talking about lashing about other people. Yeah. Um, the above mentioned ah nachi the chavetz chaim your machavet to the chavetz chaim. He asked the question, right? 
The above mentioned halachas might seem difficult to fulfill. How can we not believe all of these things? So if the Torah expects it of us, then we know somehow we could have the Siyat Hashemaya to reach it. Right, that that's actually what happened. Half true, but right. Correct. Correct. Beautiful. Shem will help each and every one of us. We'll be Zoha to not speak any Lashon Hara, not to be Makabal any Lashon Hara. And most importantly, as we were talking about earlier, that your main thing is, is really delving into yourself. And your main thing is being occupied with your future, with your life, with your milus, um, uh, your chesronos, your talents, your shortcomings, and to know yourself, to get to know yourself. That's one thing that a person can work on is to get to know himself and to spend time. Right? How do you get to know somebody? You spend time with them. You listen to them. You, you uh, have empathy to them. You... You have conversations with them. So too, getting to know yourself is the same thing. That's why it's very important to journal. It's very important to write things out. To have a schedule of your day. How am I doing? What am I doing? How, how am I spending my mornings? How am I spending my nights? Yes, what is she? Uh, Rebbe said that uh, these years, you know, before you're married, it's very important to be selfish. Important to be selfish and put folks on ourselves. Um, journaling, something something I noticed was, you know, in general, referring to yourself in third person is, you know, you know, very uh, high and mighty, right? When in regards to like, separating yourself as of this, in journaling and writing or just thoughts as of this another person by referring to yourself in the name, it allows you to like see yourself beautiful. in a Beautiful, 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 Mike, beautiful, beautiful, well said, very good, that's a very good, uh, very good thing for a person to do. Yes, when you look at yourself from from outside of yourself, that's very helpful to, to do that. Correct. It's also good to have somebody else look at your journal, read it so that that call, that's why it's so important to have good friends. That's why it's important to have people you could talk things out with about yourself because they can give you that feedback. You know, sometimes our our um, judgment of ourselves is. is is a little bit biased, yes, yes, most of the time. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zocha today and every day. Be zocha to to become more aware, more aware in all aspects of ourselves, all aspects to be more aware, more tuned in, and through that we'll be zocha to create the year that we want to create because that's what it's about. At this stage in the game, as we're beginning, we're approaching Rosh Hashanah. Or approaching a new year, the, 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 the goal you want to try and have in mind is to really create a plan for this year. How am I going to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish this year? And to get that clear, I think that's the most important. To have clarity of what it is that I want to accomplish. It doesn't have to be 20 things. It does not have to be a lot of things. It could be one or two things. But um, when a person thinks like that and focuses like that, then it makes all of the difference. Hashem will help us all and all the Jewish people to be careful how we speak about other people, whether we believe, how to believe the things we hear about other people, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Uh, let's learn a few uh, lines of Mesil Sisharim. We're in the middle of love, Ahava. How do you love Hashem? As a person love Hashem? The first step of understanding love is love is not what we're taught from uh, movies, it's not what we've been brainwashed 
as Americans um, of what love is. Love is not about feeling. Love is not about taking. It's the exact opposite. Usually when you love something, you really love, right? The famous thing they say, if you love, I love hot dogs. So why are you eating the hot dog? If you love the hot dog, you take the hot dog out on a date, right? And you, you know, open up a bank account for the hot dog and you would, um, you know, talk to the hot dog and you would have a, right, develop a relationship with the hot dog. You, you wouldn't put it in the, in the, in the, in your, in a pot and boil it, right? But why do you, what does that mean you love the hot dog? It means you love yourself. You don't love the hot dog. You love, you love yourself and you like what it tastes like. That's what it means. So when you fall in love, like we said yesterday, you fall in love with someone, you didn't fall in love with anybody. You fell in love with yourself. You love yourself. So that's why I like that person, because that person makes me feel a certain way. That's not what love is. Love is Malushan Hav. Hav means to give. Love means you give. You're able to give. That's why parents love their children more than their children love their parents. Because parents give to their children. Children don't necessarily give to their parents. When you are machabed your parents, you honor your parents, you give to them, you will love them more. But love is all about giving. Love is all about a relationship of giving. The ultimate relationship is that Hashem loves us. Banimatem, right? We just had two weeks ago. Banimatem, Hashem Alekeikem. Hashem loves us. That's why He created us. That's why He gives us food. That's why He gives us health. That's why He gave us the Torah. That's why He gives us everything that we have, because He loves us. He's constantly giving, giving, giving. The question is, what am I giving to Hashem? What am I giving back to Hashem? Hashem is always giving good. He's always giving love. He's always giving. Yes, Yehuda. Yeah. So the, so the line, so Yehuda, thank you very much for that question. Yehuda, I want to I tell you something. If, if the, the line that I, that, that I love in the, in, in, and you've heard this line from me many times, is the line um, in the beginning of Paragyotches of Chasidus, which we're up to, is he says, Kigam hu misug ha'ohavim. Is that Hashem is also... Um, just like your father, just like your mother, just like your wife, just like your friend. 
which means Laman Yilmad, right? Last week's parsha says, and these parshas say a lot, Laman Yilmad Liras Hashem. To, to learn how to fear Hashem, to love Hashem. How do you learn to love Hashem? You learn to love Hashem through those relationships. Those relationships teach us to be creative in our relationship with Hashem. Correct. On, on regular thought of my relationship with Hashem, it seems like I'm limited. But like we said the other day, right, when Rav Nachman, or whoever it was, Rabbah, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said when it came to Shabbos, he says, Ilu mekalin li rabbi ami Asi, Right? And he says, right, a page before Yehuda, he says, How would I treat a person? He says, He says, it says, Meaning, I want to use, you. I don't know if this answers your question, but I want to use my relationships with people as a paradigm and as a metaphor as my relationship with Hashem. I want to imagine that Hashem is a person. I want to imagine that Hashem is a person and then deal with Hashem. Because otherwise it's hard. But that's why Hashem puts us in a world and we're supposed to get married and we're supposed to have children and we're supposed to work and be involved with other people in the world. We're supposed to have relationships. What does that do? It's all for one purpose and one purpose only. And what is that? To understand my relationship with Hashem. How does that work? And you're right. When you leave, right, when you talk about other religions and, and a monk and all of these things, you're disconnected from everybody and you're meditating all day on Hashem. By us, it's about acting. It's about how I'm sleeping. It's about how I'm, how I'm you know, washing my hands, how I tie my shoes. It's very, very human. It's very, very... Hashem wants our relationship with Him to be a total, total, you know, understanding like it's a human relationship. Very human. Each, that's how He starts off Yira. My relationship with Hashem, I'm davening to Hashem like I would talk to my friend. By us, what happens is, and it could be because we're influenced as Americans, it could be we're influenced by, by the Christians. We're influenced by the Gaim, where, where God is, is, is God, and I'm a sinner, and I'm bad, and I've done wrong, and there's, the, you know, there's fire and brimstone, and there's punishment. By, by a Jew, right? It's all about my relationship with God. It's all about my relationship with Hashem. Literally, that's all that it's about. And my relationship with people teaches me how to have a relationship with Hashem. It teaches me. So your question is a good question, but it's, but it's, but it's, but it's, it's a great question. But I'm saying it's the, the exact opposite. Every relationship I have will teach me how to have a relationship with Hashem. It'll teach me how to have a relationship with Hashem. And you can find in every relationship the same thing you can have with Hashem. Yeah. That what? Right. He's my friend. Right. Dodi. Dodi already is my beloved. Anila Dodi. Elul is Anila Dodi. Dodi Lee. Whoa. What's 
distorted with that. Shem is my beloved, the relationship. So you got to work harder to find that. You got to dig in there to find that in Hashem. That's what he says. You have to be Adam Arum You have to be smart and figuring out ways how I could how I could imagine, right? The Piazetsna brings a lot of ways of envisioning and closing your eyes and envisioning, you know, Hashem and whatever it is. I'm saying a person has to call on himself to try and do that. Quick and easy. Quick and easy, right? Correct. Is, let me ask you something, Yehuda. Quick and easy. Are relationships quick and easy? Are those successful relationships? Correct. Not the really good ones. Any relationship that is going to be anything is not quick and easy. It's long and hard. Yes. Our relationship we have with other people and with our you know our, our spouses and, and family friends like those are uh, part of our relationship with, with Hashem because they are you know Hashem's creations. Correct. And when we when we interact with you know other people and even just nature as a good person that is respect to Hashem that's Correct. His world. Correct. Like that's another beautiful. Everything that we could do with a person, right? You, you mentioned how like with a person you could go to a higher level than you could with Hashem. Beautiful. But by interacting with people, that's a uh, for Hashem. Yeah, with that. Beautiful, beautiful. Shkai's nice, beautiful. It's interesting, you we were talking about forgiveness. I just, I remember I had this um, ha'ara many years ago when I was, um, I think it was after the Arizal's mikvah. It was around this time, or Yom Kippur time. It was a very holy time. I remember walking up, um, by t- walking down to the base of Kvaris, or walking up in Svas from the Arizal's mikvah. And I was thinking about Yom Kippur, and Shuvah, and I remember saying, why does Hashem want us to, to, to that, that he's, it's not, there's no mechila for Bein Adam L'chavero. No mechila Bein Adam L'chavero on, on Yom Kippur. It's all Bein Adam L'chavero. What, 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 what's the, what's, what's the, what, why? Why is it like that? It's like a funny thing. Hashem says, mechila on Yom Kippur, which is the holiest day, in a relationship that you have to be Michael, you have to be Michael each other, right? I'm not going to be, right? Hashem, Hashem can't be Michael that. And I was thinking, I remember I had this Sahara. I was thinking, until you experience what it is to forgive, and you're in that physical world of experience forgiving, then you can't have that understanding of what Yom Kippur is. You can't tap in to forgiveness if you yourself haven't forgiven you can't tap in to slichel mechila Yom Kippur if you're holding a grudge. It means you're missing a very big piece of Yom Kippur in Hashem and His relationship with you. So that it, it, a shtickle answers and a little like Maishi saying, through our physical relationships, that's how we come to know Hashem. Through that, we come to know Hashem. Yes. It's not a what? The only way. The only way. Exactly. Correct. 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 And that's why, that's why, very good, Yoni. That's why, Yoni just said it's the only way. That's why Ish the Isha, a husband and a wife, is on the, is on the Kruvim, is on the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That is the innermost, holiest place in the world, is Ish the Isha, a relationship. You want to know God, 
right? L'chadoti l'kras kala b'reshavu kala chasen kala chasen kala is Hashem and us. It's all the same thing because it's all the relationship that we have. And you know what? It's, that's why it's hard sometimes. It's hard because that, that's the most important relationship. That's why marriage can be challenging for people because because you're because it's the it's the realest relationship that you're going to have. It's the realest, most intimate relationship you're going to have, and it's also the key to the relationship. The key. Yes, Ms. Island, and we'll wrap up with that. Hashem? That what? Can't have a relation. You're, you're like we're saying. If you don't know how to relate to your wife, to your children, to the people close to you, of course, you're not going to have a. Uh, you'll have a very immature, superficial, right, relationship with Hashem. Again, it's shleimus ha'adam is is your relationships are relationships. People don't like to hear this because it gets them nervous when they say, "Wait, so that means if I don't have a good relationship with this person, that means I really don't have a good relationship with Hashem." They don't like to hear that. Because that makes them nervous. Because it's like, wait, 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 wait. But I have a. I thought I'm doing doing all halacha, and I thought I'm being a good Jew. So now you're telling me that if I get angry at people a lot, or I have trouble in my relationships, that I'm having that I have a trouble with my relationship with Hashem. People don't want to hear that, Nisano. People don't want to hear that. It's very challenging. What? That what? Relationship is something that's dudes that Right. Relationship is like that. Right. right. Over here, we're having a relationship with a, with an idea. Right. Right. Hashem exists, and Hashem, but Hashem, it's an idea of right. a great power that's moving the whole world. Right. So when I'm bringing down the mice, it's, it's a relationship with that idea. No. That, that you already. No, on, but there's no. You missed the that, step. You missed the first step. The first step is what the Ramchal says is in Yira is Re'eu. He's talking to your friend. You have, to, you have to imagine. You have to be a chacham to imagine that he's not, he's not a superpower. That's not how he starts off in Yira. He starts off in Yira is, I have to relate to Hashem as my friend. I have to relate to Hashem as someone who I can talk to. That's step one. You'll never get to anything if you don't have that step one. Correct. We, are, we look at Hashem as, as uh, the all. We skip to that a lot of times because it's easier to skip. It's hard to have that deep, intimate relation with Hashem. It's hard. It's very hard. Yes? When you said, and you know, you talk about it, say what he says, that person that thinks that he keeps halacha, and he has a great relationship with the Baruch, where he is horrible with the Adam Chavera, says eventually we'll clash and we'll come out. brings an example of a guy that actually is discovered so much in the clash of a guy. And uh, so he has a problem with the Adam Chavera, and he got the wrong Aliyah, so then, uh, he's not going to take the Aliyah, and over there, it's already good. Very good, okay, amazing, wow, amazing. I would, love to see, I would love to see that, if you could show that to me. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha as Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li Elul. You know, there's, there's the aspect of Yoim Hadin that is scary. It's scary, it's scary to know 
that our life is literally uh, going to be determined on Rosh Hashanah what this year is going to be. But most importantly is to realize that it's in my hands more than we think. It's in my hands to decide. Hashem sort of gives us the power to say what type of life do you want to live. Hashem gives us all Bechira. Hashem gives us all choice, decision making. Where do you want to be this year? What do you want to be doing this year? Hashem gives us so much power. A lot of times it's easy for us to, to be a victim and say, oh, oh, I hope and pray that I'm going to have a good year. I hope and pray I'm going to have a good year. Or I'm going to make sure when a person shows up to Rosh Hashanah, no matter how bad of a year he's had, no matter how many averas he's done, no matter how many times he's messed up, if he comes up and he says, God, Hashem, I'm ready to have an amazing year. I'm going to have a great year. Could you help me have the year that I want to have? That's, that's how a person needs to approach these days. Not, I hope and pray that, uh, I hope I'll have a good year. To have that confidence, to have that bitachon, to have that amuna in yourself, to have that amuna in Hashem, and through that we'll all be zochem et Hashem, to have the year that we want to have. Let's be blessed and, and, and remember, you always have to remember the, the past is something that, that a lot of times pulls us away from the dreams and the excitement of our future. Our past failures is what causes us to be a little bit confused about our future, as opposed to saying, you know what, I'm going to hit whatever I want to hit in the future. I'm going to get there, Mir Tashem. Let us all be zocha today. Have a wonderful day, everybody.